What do you say, producer? Should we do this? Uh, we're rolling, so whenever you're ready. Okay, let's do this thing. Bitcoin, blockchain, the technology that allows it to exist, and cryptocurrencies in general. Nobody knows how it works. Nobody. Everybody's talking about Bitcoin. Nobody understands it. It's like a plot twist in a confusing movie. Oh, are we going to get paid in Bitcoin? Um, no. And I really want to find out what Bitcoin is. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm your host, Molly Nelson. I'm here with Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner, a smoky scotch drinker, and a Chicago Bears fan. It changed. No Which longer Bears fan. It changes every time. You're not a Bears fan anymore? I just got season tickets to the Raiders. You're kidding. What? Yeah. Why? This black, is news. Black and, black and silver. What? Are you being serious right now? I am being serious. You as, really just as got... As of last night, oh my I am God. now a Raiders season ticket holder. I feel like that's something... Why? We got you Bears stuff for your birthday. Well, I'm still a Bears fan. All right. I will always be a Bears fan, but it, nothing wrong with diversifying a little bit. Diver- oh, good. Mm. Good. I like how you used a financial term there. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that Raiders situation in a little bit. I don't, I don't know about that. But Rochelle Smith, she is producer extraordinaire. She's a gamer, and she's a huge Starbucks fan. Yeah. Any of those things changed? Do I need nope. to know that you're not a gamer or a Starbucks? I mean, that nope. feels I like... I still play video games. I don't I even know you. Starbucks. Good. If you said those had changed, I feel like I didn't even know you. <laughs> All right, aduc- introductions aside, now you know the people behind the microphone. What we're talking about today. Here it is. Cryptocurrency, digital currency, or virtual currency. You've probably seen a lot about it. You've probably heard a lot about it, but Facebook getting into the game just recently. So what we want to do today is just give you information. What we like to do with this podcast is educate you, the listener, on how things that are happening you know, in, in the world uh, around you relate to you and your retirement portfolio, whether you're a pre-retiree or retiree or your parents are pre-retirees or retirees, you're probably thinking about, of course, the best way to invest your money. So is cryptocurrency for you? We'll try to at least give you some information that will arm you better to answer that question today. But first we kind of need to define what cryptocurrency is. So it's relatively new as far as investments go. What Within the last eight years or so, Lauren, this is something that that's really kind of hit Yes. <laughs> yes, good. He, he's nodding his head. That if on a podcast, you need to nod with sound. That's why we're going to get cameras. So, yes. Yeah, so, so we yes. have a TV show. Why do we need cameras? <laughs> cameras and microphones. Mm-hmm. What else do you want? Okay. So we've all heard the stories. People got rich quick. I mean, people that got into Bitcoin. We're going to talk about Bitcoin mostly because it's one of the most popular types, but we know there are some 1,000 different types of cryptocurrency or virtual currency out there. But we've all heard the stories of people that got rich. I read something about a person who put you know all of their portfolio into it and I think turned you know a million dollars into $10 million. So those stories are out there. But the thing about Bitcoin is that it's very volatile as well. It's one of the most volatile investments out there. Well, the story with, with the cryptocurrency is, is the same story with any other type of new industry. I mean, you go back to the dot-com era and how many people put all or a large portion of their money into these dot-coms that three years later, nobody can remember who they are. And they lost everything. And then you hear of the small group of people who actually are the success story and made money from these new industries, the pot stocks, right? So pot is one of these brand new industries. There's a a lot of different pot stocks out there. 
who's who's going to make it? Who who's going to win the pot stock game? There's going to be a lot of people who lose a lot of money, and then there's going to be a small group of people who actually make some money off of off these stocks. And the cryptocurrencies is the cryptocurrency industry is no different. There's going to be some people who make a lot of money, and that that's going to be the headlines. That's what is going to draw all this other money into this new industry. And then there's going to be many, many, many people who lose a ton of money, and some of them lose it all. Or they lose their password. There was an article that I saw. A guy has like three, $300,000 of Bitcoin, but he can't remember his password, so he can't get any so of that, his money. So that money is gone. That money is gone. What, they, uh, they've got to have a system by which you can get your password recovered. Password recovered. That's the thing. This is the wild, wild west. This is the gold rush. Go back way to the early 1800s, and it, you're all on your own. You're 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 uh, tra- tracking through the the uh, mountains of the Klondike <laughs> on your horse, on your horse, on your donkey, actually, because horses can't really make it that far, and you might get shot by your brother <laughs> <laughs> over Bitcoin. I mean, over gold. <laughs> it's it's the same type of mentality, and this this is a very unregulated industry, much like the gold rush back in the early 1800s. So. Anything could happen. There's a lot left to be figured out, and that's why China's getting into the game. Well, that's not why China's getting into the game, but that's why China's uh, trying to get into the game and regulate it, is they have much more control over what's going on with their, their currency market. But the, uh, the traditional uh, cryptocurrency market at its infancy really has very little regulation. So you lose your password, and until you can get back in, the Bitcoin's gone. Yep. Decentralized. That's kind of what's attractive to some people about it. It's decentralized digital currency that works without a central bank. Uh, been around since 2010. Easy way to make payments. The transaction fees are low. That's what is attractive about it. And that, that volatility is attractive and also the big one of the biggest deterrents for some people uh, why they don't want to get involved in this. So social media is headed towards a battle on this one. Um, Facebook announcing just within the last few weeks here that they want to get into the digital currency game. Mark Zuckerberg saying that they're going to have Libra. What's interesting about this is he talks about how it would be uh, watched closely. I don't want to use the word regulated because it wouldn't it wouldn't go through the central bank, but he said it would be watched closely. But interestingly enough, they're going to form the committee that would watch it over in Switzerland. It's a coalition of 21 companies and nonprofits that are working to give everyone access to financial tools. But even though the Libra Association is independent and we don't control it, I want to be clear. Facebook will not be a part of launching the Libra payment system anywhere in the world, even outside the U.S., until the U.S. regulators approve. Hmm. 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 So it won't be regulated here in the U.S. or yet to be determined. And that's what Congress wanted to know. They brought Zuckerberg in and said, okay, how how are you going to run this thing? He took a lot of questions over that. But also Twitter, thinking about getting into the cryptocurrency game. There's just going to be called CoinList. Um, A lot of partners joining with Facebook, but then some interesting partners pulling out of of Facebook's Libra endeavors, Visa and MasterCard and eBay, all saying, wait, we're, we're not quite ready to get in yet. One of the things Zuckerberg said is that 
he wanted to do the Libra thing because he wants to get ahead of China. China saying that they're working on getting into cryptocurrency, digital currency, but they're going to run theirs through the government. It's going to be highly regulated, and therefore they're claiming much more efficient than what uh, we're proposing or what we're already doing here in the U.S. Well, I think what this is an indication of is the, the overarching story here is where is traditional currency going? You got these big tech companies getting into it. Why are they getting into it? You got the other countries getting into it. Why are they get? Why is everybody going this direction? Is because the traditional currency methods are are being outdated, are, are, and outdated quicker than it ever has been. I mean, and I can see your puzzled face, Molly. What I mean by that is <laughs> that's if, just a, that's my common look. If, if I if I give you two quarters, what are you going to be able to do with those two quarters? Not much. Very very little. If I give you a Susan B. What are you going to be able to do with that? Not much. Very, if I give you a dollar bill, what are you going to be able to do with that? Mm, Very little. Not so, much. So all of all, inflation is basically taking our currency system and outdating it. So where all the coins really should probably go away. All the coins that we manufacture should probably go away. It's expensive to manufacture it. The material plus the, the manufacturing process, then you have to distribute it. And then who, who really uses them? The value is so low. And... Then you think about all the all the counterfeiting that takes place with our our harder currency, our our, our twenty dollar bills, our ten dollar bills, our five dollar bills. And so there's definitely a compelling argument to go to the digital currency route. It's just this brand new technology. We really haven't figured it out yet. There's going to be a lot of resource that's put into trying to figure it out. Eventually, the world is going to get there. It's just it's going to take us some time, and we have to go through the wild wild west process first. That reminds me of that Today Show clip. If you haven't seen this, pull it up. Katie Kirk, that's like they just are getting introduced to the internet. And Katie Kirk's like, what's that again? W I mean, she doesn't have a Southern <laughs> accent. But I mean, just the, the way that they're talking about now what's become common terms in our culture is it's all new to them. They're like, the internet? I don't know if that's going to stick. What do you mean? That's big? How does one, what do you write to it? Like mail? No, a lot of people use it and communicate. It, I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison, can you explain what internet is? I mean, it's that same thing. And what would thing. we do without the internet right now? It's right. the same thing with cell phones. Same same exact story with cell phones. If, if it was 25 years from now ago, is everybody carrying a cell phone in their, in their, on their hip? No, but now we can't live without it. You'll, you'll come to the office, forget your cell phone, turn around, go back home just to get your cell phone. Maybe Molly, you from Fort Dodge may not. <laughs> I have but a, I, but I've I have done a longer commute than everybody else. But I've, I've done it before. Sure, sure you have. I realize I forget it, go back and get it because I couldn't imagine going all day without the technology, the information right at my fingertips. Well, even email. Like for a while, people, when email was introduced, they were like, why would I use this? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get stuff in the mail. And now we're like, what? We get mail? Right. Facts the mail, same way. Mail. Yeah. Yeah. So back to cryptocurrency, digital currency, in order to set up sort of the education that we want to give you on these types of currency and how they may or may not fit into your uh, portfolio or your investment uh, goals, we, can't, we need to talk about blockchain technology because, Rochelle, that's what really sets all of this off. And, and it's something important for people to know about because they're going to be hearing more about it. Well, based on based on where this cryptocurrency is at right now within its development, that's the story. The story is the blockchain behind the cryptocurrency. The cryptocurrency, I think there's going to be a future for it and it's going to work. It, but we're going to skin our knees a lot along the way. The blockchain is what's going to get there. But there's going to be a manifestation of all this other industry based on the blockchain technology. 
and we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, Molly, toss it to now, Rochelle. Now, now to the school. <laughs> now, now Rochelle can tell the us the school what, of what Rochelle. It really means. She's going to she's going to school us in what blockchain technology is. Um, so blockchain. Um, let's just take it the basic form that we can. So it is literally just a chain of blocks, but it's not in the traditional sense. When we think of a block and a chain in this context, we're actually talking about the digital information, which is the block. And then the chain is the public database. So how everything is made and put together. Okay. So how it works. There's four parts. Are you guys ready? Ready. Ready. So first, a transaction must occur. So Lauren, you're going to buy a $1,000 piano lesson for Molly's new company, Molly's Pianos, and she offers cryptocurrency. That's a great margin. Nice work. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm in demand, just so you know. Yes. Okay, so second, the transaction must be verified. Like currencies in the U.S., um, they're regulated and verified by a central authority, so like a bank or the government. Whereas with blockchain, it is left up to a network of computers. And for Bitcoin, it's 5 million computers that are all strung together. So everything gets replicated to every single computer. Okay. You guys with me so far? So far. Okay. So third, this transaction must be stored in a block. So go back to the block and the chain. So the dollar amount, uh, which in this case is the $1,000, the Lauren's digital signature and then Molly's company's digital signature all are going to be stored in that block. Okay. Number four, the block must be given a hash, which is very similar to a UPC code. So that's how you know how unique it is. Now, UPC code being that set of numbers that's on something you purchase that distinguishes it when you check out. Correct. So that's how it works. It seems pretty simple, right? Sure. (laughs) <laughs> Until it doesn't work, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so um, when that new block is added to a blockchain, it becomes public. So anyone could go on and look, especially if your computer is con- connected to the blockchain network. Every chain or every computer in the blockchain network has its own copy of the blockchain, which makes it harder for hackers to manipulate because if they start to manipulate one block, it's connected to a chain, so it has to go into the next block. And over and over and over again until it gets to all all of the uh, chains. And this is fairly new, right? This correct. is a fairly new way to transfer data uh, yes. over the, 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 the internet, correct? Mm-hmm. And it makes it safer. That's why people are really excited about blockchain. Harder to get in and essentially hack. Right. Well, and that's, that's really the compelling part about blockchain is it's basically the flow of information. It's the flow of information uh, through many different within a particular company or many different organizations, and that's why that's why all these companies are really trying to hone in on blockchain. That's why IBM's after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to develop Microsoft. I mean, all these companies are trying to develop blockchain really to figure out where it's going to work within their systems. This, it reminds me a lot of uh, how Walmart started to dominate in the retail world. What they did is they they basically got rid of their inventory. And they developed what's called just-in-time, just-in-time inventory. But it was all based on information control. So within their computer systems, they would say, okay, we're out of, we're, we're, we're down to our last box of Charmin toilet paper, so we need to order it. And then it, the, the new Charmin toilet paper gets to the store just, just in time. And then that way they don't have to have these big warehouses storing all of this Charmin toilet paper because that's expensive. 
right? And that's why they were able to cut prices so well. And this was revolutionary in the retail world. And that's why they were really start, started to dominate in the retail world in the, in the 80s because of just-in-time inventory. I just mm-hmm. learned something about Walmart. But it's the flow of information. And that's yeah. what blockchain is going to do going forward. These companies are just trying to get their hands wrapped around it, figure it out, and really figure out how to pl- apply it in a meaningful way to their individual businesses. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be affecting uh, so many different types of businesses, whether it's manufacturing, it's shipping, it's logistics. All of these different industries are going to be impacted by blockchain as soon as they can figure it out. And clearly, digital currency is going to be affected as well. It makes it what more efficient, it's more effective, it's, well, it's safer. If, if it's a, but it hasn't been applied yet, or it has been applied to Bitcoin. They it are has. currently yeah. using this blockchain technology yes. yep. to uh, transfer Bitcoin or, or it, store it, Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean the the cryptocurrency is really that shiny metal. It's that shiny gold, but it's the blockchain that. That, so it's the it's the cryptocurrency that got everybody hooked onto this blockchain technology, but it's the technology of the blockchain technology that is really the underpinning uh, technology of cryptocurrency. But it's the it's the cryptocurrency that got people hooked on this technology. Are blockchain. banks not using and now they're this? Trying to figure out they they will be they will be yeah. So retailers the, it's, it's as well. Gonna, it's going to revolutionize the financial industry. Mm-hmm. And you can invest in blockchain technology. You can. So you can invest in these particular companies that are really trying to explore it and incorporate it within their overall business structure. So you can go to individual companies like the IBM, the Microsofts, or there are some different ETFs that will uh, purchase these other companies that are getting into the blockchain game. So you can do it through the individual company route or you can do it through the the ETF world. Um, I have a question, and if we don't use this, but so do you invest in Okay, so I understand what a dollar is and how, how like, if you hang on to it. But I'm just saying, like, if you buy Bitcoin. Can you hold it in your hand? It, no, it's not. I know it's not tangible. But, you know, I understand how a stock goes up. Mm-hmm. How does Bitcoin? My point, I'm not sure how I'm, why I'm trying to ask this. Like, as an investment vehicle. It's based on the, the demand. So there's only so many Bitcoin. As people buy more, there's more demand. As people sell more, there's less demand. So you could have five, and sometimes they could be worth a lower number or a higher number. There, there is an there is a finite amount of Bitcoin. I don't know what that number is. Let's call it, let's call it five hundred million. It's twenty one million. There's twenty one million Bitcoin. Okay, so if if more and more people are trying to get their hands on that Bitcoin, and you own Bitcoin, you can charge me more to purchase your Bitcoin because it's in demand. If nobody wants Bitcoin and you own 21 million Bitcoin, it's not worth anything because nobody's going to want to buy it from you. Because I feel like if I have $5, I have $5, right? Mm-hmm. So you see, I, I'm trying but to make the value that, of that $5 fluctuates too. What you could buy other things, what you could buy for $5 five years ago is different than what you can buy for $5 today. So the, it's, it's, it's all about the value. You're talking about the same thing. It's just you're used to seeing $5 in your hand. And like not seeing it change into $5. Right. But, but the value fluctuates or... all the time, it's especially when you compare versus international currency. Every single day, the value of that $5 goes up and down. You just don't see it. You see $5. So the reason we're talking about this today is because there are people, obviously, that are working on saving for their financial future, pre-retirees and retirees. And of course, who doesn't want to add a little bit more to that portfolio? So Lauren, do you have families that come in and say to you, 
should we be in these cryptocurrencies? And if so, what do you tell them? Every, every once in a while, we're, this conversation is going to come up. And it came up more before when crypto, when, when Bitcoin's value was increasingly high. Uh, but it, it doesn't happen all the time. What we do talk about is how to create a truly diversified portfolio. The old stock bond portfolio that was all the rage in the 90s and the 80s doesn't really accomplish the same type of thing as what it did back then. And because the markets have changed and the markets are still efficient, but they're, they fluctuate based on different pieces of information before is, is very fundamentally driven. Now the markets are moving based on what Donald Trump tweets, right? They can move 200 points in one day and nobody would think twice about it. 20 years ago, they moved 200 points in one day. That was a big day. So we, we have to construct portfolios differently today than what we've ever had to before. And people are looking for this asset class called alternatives. Alternatives, there's a whole list of different types of investments that can be included within the alternative list. Cryptocurrency can be one of those. It's, it's not amongst the list of the popular types of alternatives yet. One day, it may be. But right now, it's just not. So if you're a pre-retiree, if you're a retiree, I would say cryptocurrency is probably a game you want to stay away from unless you're adamantly involved in this type of uh, information. If you understand blockchain, if you understand the different cryptocurrencies and you just have a passion for it, take a piece of your portfolio that doesn't matter to you and you can do that for fun. But most pre-retirees and retirees are not going to want to touch the cryptocurrency game as a, as a piece of that alternative. You're going to focus on creating portfolios a little bit differently than that. Five to 10% changes in one day can be seen on Bitcoin. So if you're somebody who can look at that and not get too anxious, then maybe Bitcoin's for you. But generally spe speaking, pre-retirees and retirees want something a little more stable as they head into turning what they've been saving into turning what they've been spending. Yeah, certainly the retirees that we work with want something that's a little bit more predictable than what the Bitcoin technology is. And, and most, most pre-retirees and retirees remember the dot-com era. They remember that shiny object that was supposed to be so great and worked really well for a short period of time, but then the bottom fell out. And they remember the pain and the heartache that came with that. So a lot of them already know that this is new technology. It's very speculative and probably not someplace they want to put any or all or any or even a, a big portion of their money into. So we, we need to be when you've worked 30 to 40 years and you've saved, you've been disciplined, you've sacrificed. And now you have this pot of money that you have to live on the rest of your life. You want something that's a lot more structured, a lot more predictable from a portfolio standpoint. Yeah, the, the long-term growth just can't be predicted because we don't have that historical information like like the S&P or the Dow Jones, which we've been able to look at for, for several years. It's, a, it's such brand new technology. We have no idea where it's going to go. 20 years from now, it's going to look substantially different than what anybody predicts. Uh, and, and a lot of people are going to get hurt, hurt along the way if they're investing a big portion of their, their net worth within this type of technology. We want to tell you about a couple of resources for some extra information. That's MerkelPlan.com, M-E-R-K-L-E, Plan.com. We've got a couple of guides. We just 
downloaded a new guide to that website. What is it, Rochelle? A uh, tax strategy playbook. A tax strategy playbook. It's mm-hmm. the end of the year. Some people looking at those taxes. What can you do before December 31st to kind of mitigate mitigate taxes or be just a little bit more efficient? What else is on the website, Lauren? Retirement checklist. If you're going to be retiring within the next few years, there's probably some things you need to get in order. And the retirement checklist helps you identify what some of those things are. So make sure you're not missing out. And we also have a YouTube channel. It's Merkel Retirement Planning on YouTube. And you can see some of the television show that we do. And there's all kinds of things there as well. If you're 70 and a half, there's an episode just for you. If you're 59 and a half, there's an episode just for you. So you can tailor that YouTube channel to your needs as you like to learn more about heading to and through retirement. But you can also always listen to this podcast. It's Retiring Today. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts and thanks for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. It wasn't funny for me. What'd Toby say? Uh, He goes, Justin. (laughs) I go, oh, and then I remember the stupid office. I don't watch and I'm not privy to all their jokes. <laughs> but it was so funny. Then I couldn't, I lost, I like, I was like, Toby, I, er. <laughs> <laughs> he is always going to be Toby to you. I was like, Justin, I, I was going to like get to know you and ask you about yourself, but I can't do this right now. I'm a little salty. So let's just talk later. <laughs> I'm going to do my whole, Hey, where are you from? Tell me about your family. They foiled it. Next time. Trying to engage the new employee. Well, you engaged. No, they had a good laugh. (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) Did Justin have a good laugh? I don't know. No, he had an awkward look on his face because I think he was like, who is this person coming up to me (laughs) saying hi? You know, like it was awkward for him. Saying hi, Toby. (laughs) Hi, Toby. I'm Ollie Nelson. Great to meet you.